Hi, I'm Kat Curl, modern day mystic and pleasure empoweress from readingsforclarity.com and Everyday Magic. Infuse true pleasure and magic into your daily life with my mix of everyday magic, intuitive guidance, ritual, counseling, and life experience. Welcome to episode 34 of the Pleasure Podcast. Last podcast, we spoke about pleasure seekers and pleasure seeking and the roots of that. So hello, pleasure seeker, if you're with me on that. We spoke a little bit about pleasure seeking and exploring and pleasure seekers as explorers and perhaps experimenters. So let's talk a bit more about that today. How do you think you play with pleasure now? And how do you think you're used to pleasure? And if you're caught up on the pleasure is not pleasurable, pleasure is selfish, pleasure is shameful, I'm sending you so much love. And I really want you to know that's not true. And that's just something you learned to believe to keep yourself safe in some way. Perhaps to belong, perhaps something else. If we look at things from our pleasure perspective, when we are delightful little babies, our life is generally pleasurable. The things that keep us alive Uh, that support us to survive and thrive, they feel pleasurable. And I believe that does flow through to us now, but I know not everybody's there yet. And the eye contact, you know, and if you don't get the attention you need, you you cry, you you express yourself and you, you seek that pleasure, that connection. And pleasure... And connection are often, so often, if not always, one in the same. Whether it's connection to yourself or another person, pleasure and joy come from that. As a, as a little kid, as a toddler, as a preschooler, as a, as a primary school age um, child, also, you know, you, you do seek out that pleasure and you begin to play with boundaries as well. So perhaps the boundaries and the pleasure play are in fact the same thing are they the same thing maybe they have the same roots i don't know i haven't thought a lot about this what do you think i do love a good ponder it's really interesting let's let's talk about it so kids they follow pleasure so maybe it's kind of fun and it's pleasurable to like see where the boundary is i don't know if you felt that as a child as a teen when there was no attachment to it, you weren't specifically being rebellious. Although, you know, as a teen, there is pleasure in being rebellious, I found. Anyway, not hugely rebellious, it depends. You'd have still have to um, stay in your own alignment and what was pleasurable for you and your own soul and being and heart. And so when you play with boundaries and pleasure as a child, it's a little bit of a dance. It's a little bit of a dance with with different things. And, of course, how others respond when we're children, how 
those who care for us and those who love us uh, and those we're in the care of, how they respond actually has a lot to do with our pleasure. And if we were free to enjoy certain pleasure, then we probably are free to enjoy that pleasure now. If we were not, you know, if there was something we found really pleasurable and our parent or carer did not and they actually were, you know, to the point of perhaps when they were reactive about it, then, you know, that, that has its own imprint, which isn't so pleasurable. And then even if it was just a, a constant redirection, perhaps our pleasure that we experience as an adult do you do you redirect your pleasure do you go oh this feels so beautiful this feels so good and then suddenly oh um so what am I doing for dinner tonight you know like you stop it you cut it off you don't fully allow yourself to experience it and I want to just say here I'm not inviting anyone to blame anyone or to you know go into that it's, it's my mother's fault it's my father's fault it's my grandmother grandfather who whoever you know, we all have our stuff and there are beliefs that have come through, you know, um, from the generations who lived during wartime, during the Depression. Pleasure um, was seen as a luxury and I wasn't there at the time I, that, I, that I recall, um, perhaps a past lifetime I was, and feeling into that experience, you know, Often life wasn't enjoyable and pleasure could have been um, seen either way. You know, someone could have seen it as, oh, wow, this is amazing how grateful I am for this. Or they could be seen as like, oh, I need to keep this. It's, you know, that scarcity mentality. This is, this is just for me. I need to savor this moment. Um, and it's not necessarily coming from a, oh, I'm so grateful. I'm going to savor this. I'm going to feel into this. Or perhaps it was like, well, everyone else is feeling terrible um, and I'm going to feel guilty. Um, so I can't fully enjoy it. I can't fully let go of myself. You know, there are these, there is these patterns and healing that, you know, we have the opportunity to heal and, and move through and acknowledge that that happened. Also, another option is that, uh, those generations got to actually feel into, and you know I'm a little bit passionate about this, the pleasure of every day, the pleasure of being alive, the pleasure of seeing the people you love and being with those people, the pleasure in growing your own food, cooking a delicious meal, um, having food, right? I mean, you know, clean water, and not in the, not in the you should be grateful kind of a sense that we often get. Um, no shooting on yourself, that's not pleasurable, in the real deep gratitude, like, oh, like for me, water is the elixir of life. So there is immediate gratitude there because it is the elixir of life. So anyway, I'm getting a little bit carried away, <laughs> playing with it. And actually, it's not so, it's not so off the track. So playing with things. So if you think water is dull and boring, it's not going to be pleasurable. If you think of it as this nourishing, thirst-quenching elixir of life, then play with it. Play with it. And if you don't like exercise, then play with the types of movement you like. Find what's pleasurable. 
That's what we do as kids, right? We go, oh, that, I don't, I don't quite like that, but I'm going to, or, or if they see somebody else doing something, they go, I'm going to give that a go. I'm going to give that a go. I'm going to see what it feels like. Is this good? Does it taste good? You know, and babies, they need to try food, the same food like 15 times or something before they actually know if they like it or not. So there's this expectation of suddenly having to know or not know if it's pleasurable or not. And you don't have to know immediately. You can feel into it. You can play with it. Here is your official permission to play, to play with it, to see what. And, you know, you can go to the edge of something that, you know, if something feels good, you can go to an edge that you're like, oh, I'm not so sure about this. You don't have to keep pushing past it. You can, you know, play in that space for a little while until you're ready to explore over there. And that could be with anything, anything on the spectrum in any part of life. And going into things with that sense of play, that sense of playfulness and enjoyment, that no expectation. You know, if you go into say, I'm going to do this, this is going to be good, this is going to be awesome. Sometimes that's, you know, some people it's pleasurable to kind of psych themselves into it and feel into it and be like, oh yeah, this is going to be awesome. I'm going to be great at this. I'm going to do it. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm having fun here with this but you understand what I'm saying I'm assuming and you know and it's definitely better than being like oh I don't know about this I don't know I, I, I can't do this you know, you know that kind of I'm bringing myself in I'm already bringing myself down because I don't think I can handle this ah. um, you know <laughs> there's a little bit of fear there right um, and that's okay there's pleasure in fear it's it's saying that something's important to you something's of value to you and I'm talking about the fear that isn't so much you know the keeping us alive fear the fear that we kind of go, well, why am I scared of this? Um, which is fun to explore. So again, bringing the playfulness, the playful aspect, like that playful curiosity, you know, kids play. And have you ever watched kids play a game, learn how to play a game, discover a game? They don't often, younger kids, they don't often go, okay, so how do you play? What are the rules? Right. They just, you know, start playing. <laughs> they may ask, but you know, if kids are running around, they might run around, you know, and one of my beautiful little humans, he, he likes to know the rules. He likes to be specific. He likes to sit down and know all of that that's going on. At the same time, he will change the rules as, as works for him, you know, so this is how you play. Oh, but actually I think, no, 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 actually we're going to do this. So kids naturally know how to play with and tweak pleasure and enjoyment so it works for them so they can easily follow and feel their pleasure and you know allowing yourself that willingness to change and expand in different ways having that diversity to go oh hey that's that's not great right now let's let's try this um you know I I thought this um this position would be awesome but it's actually not um, can we can we do a variation? Can we do this? And again, that can be applied to any any aspect of of life of your life. Any any room, bedroom, boardroom, life room, nature, uh, inner inner rooms in ourselves, in our hearts, in our minds. Playing with it, exploring that curiosity, that lightness without that expectation of how you should do something. And 
I had a beautiful yoga session actually last week and what I really loved about Jen was that she was saying to feel into the posture and this was so alive, this was so pleasurable to hear. I was like, oh yes, because it's so aligned with my values and, and you know, with pleasure. So feel into the posture. Don't try and make it look like you, how you think it's supposed to look. Don't try and do that. Um, and of course she came to adjust us for anything um, safety-wise and posture-wise. Like she, she made sure we were in good health, but we were also invited and encouraged to feel into what felt most pleasurable for us. If we were feeling the stretches where we, you know, were intended to feel them, if they were somewhere else, explore that, feel into where we could ease into the postures a bit more, um, whether that's breath or actually physical ease or perhaps it's just sitting with the discomfort because this posture wasn't particularly enjoyable for you. You know, it's, and that's a lot to do with what it's all about. It's the permission to feel into pleasure and not have it look or be a certain way. Often we, you know, and you know, I um, talk about the porn perception and how we should look a certain way, you know, in the bedroom, how our sexual pleasure should look a certain way. We're brought up that way. You know, I don't scratch that. I don't believe any of that. <laughs> there is no shoulds. It's not real pleasure if you're focusing on how you look and how, you know, because your attention is taken away. You're not connected with yourself or if you're with another person you're not connected with your your lover the other being that you're connected with you cannot feel pleasure fully when you're distracted about how I need to be angled this way so I can it's not a I need to be angled this way because it feels good I want to be leaning this way because it feels sexy it feels powerful or it feels uh connected or it feels into that surrender that I want to be in where you know we can all play with different spaces different energies and if you're worried about okay this looks this is how it is then it, it's not helpful it's not helpful it's actually not really playing with pleasure at all it's emulating a perceived pleasure and how often do you do that in your everyday life let's let's come out of the bedroom for a minute um and how often do you try and get pleasure out of things that you uh, you do, but you're doing it from a perceived pleasure rather than a playing with the pleasure? So you can totally start in that position that, you know, people seem to have pleasure and you can be like, oh, and be like, okay, well, I, I kind of get this, but I'm going to tweak it my way. Again, back to that yoga kind of feeling into where it does feel good and feeling into where the movement feels good and the stillness feels good. And, you know, this again could be anything in life. And I've noticed a lot of people, one funny example and a common example, I've noticed like the green, the green juice. Like I love a green smoothie. Absolutely. And I think perhaps I used this example in the last podcast um, of a green smoothie. Um, I was talking about the, the spirulina and the greens powder in it and, and, you know, it, it works for some people. 
some people for me it's it's you know a bit of frozen spinach or kale or rocket or something in there um i don't i don't taste the powdery powdery powder powdery powder um you know <laughs> the greens powder but other people do when they don't like it and it's not pleasurable for them and they have to do it a different way and that's totally fine that's what playing is all about but what i was actually going to talk about this time was the um you know trying to copy a perceived pleasure so the celery juice thing is going on um people are loving celery juice so <laughs> supposedly i don't know um I'm not a huge fan of pure celery juice, um, but I haven't had it recently. And I feel like celery and cucumber with ice may be a really good combination. So I, you know, go, okay, well, I want to try the celery juice. I want to see if it feels good for me. But, you know, I'd really need cucumber in it and it would need to be really cold. So I, I play with that. And if I don't like it, you know, maybe I'll make smoothie ice blocks out of it or something. Or maybe I'll add different things. Um, maybe I'll add some coconut water. You know, and I'll play with my pleasure in that in that way, that blend, that balance that works for me. Borrowing from Monique Alamadine, who is amazing with using the blend metaphor. And really the green smoothie thing, <laughs> you know, I love it. And I do love a green smoothie. I like it different every time. You know, today I had lime. Uh, avocado, kale, banana, mango, uh, hemp, and I don't know, maybe coconut water and some greens powder in there. You know, that, but tomorrow it'll be different because I just kind of like to make it up on the spot. And, you know, then I see some people playing with it. You know, some friends were trying the celery juice and going, oh, I see all these people with these photos and like smiling. Oh, that's so funny. And, um, I've seen a couple of people try it and just be like, oh, one person loved it. A couple of other people are like, oh, no, this is this is gross. But what I loved is that they were playing with it. They were laughing and they were trying to do like the, oh, this is a pleasurable smile. Um, but it's really horrible for me, for them, um, in a fun way. And they're smiling and laughing about it. So it's not about, you know, the... Um, it's not about recreating a perceived pleasure and a pass or fail. Like I did it or I didn't. It's not black and white. It's about having fun with it. Oh, well, it didn't work. How funny. You know, let's try this. Or, you know, perhaps we, if we tweak it, you know, or perhaps it's just about practice or perhaps it's about strengthening something or easing into something. And that could be a quality or a characteristic within you. It could be physical it could be supports it could be actual things there's so much um, that you can play with and that's what I love and playfulness and the laughter also releases tension so it's fun to play you release the stress hormone you get to play you, re you get to release stress hormone you get to enjoy yourself and you get to feel into pleasure where there could be a choice of having no pleasure you know like oh this is disgusting I can't enjoy this but actually you can laugh about it and there's the pleasure there you know and you can also then go from there so the first step is you know you play you have fun with it you find a fun way and I'm not giving you step by step I'm just sharing options and variations that I have observed to 
create pleasure in this way and explore and play with it. So you can do that. You can you can make light of a of a fun situation, you know, um, a not so enjoyable situation. Not in a mocking sense. Not in a dismissive sense. Not invalidating anything. Just having fun with it. Or, and then from there you can find okay well did I was there anything I liked about this well I really liked that it's so good for your body and it has the qualities so perhaps into my regular smoothie with fruit I could add one celery stick you know you can you can make it work you know or perhaps I can eat celery because I actually really love celery with peanut butter or I absolutely love celery um, in potato salad or a garden salad or you know I'll make up my own salad it's playing with it playing with the pieces that you love and are pleasurable and you enjoy and then finding ways more pleasurable ways to feel into that make it more make it more pleasurable I don't like that it's that doesn't feel pleasurable to say because you're not making it you're just <laughs> you're expanding your pleasure into a deeper level um, expansion of space and opportunity and really coming back to that playfulness, that childlike curiosity and the not, you know, I'm not talking about playing win or lose. I'm not talking about competitive playing. I'm talking about playfulness. I'm talking about fun, playing and exploring and just having fun, just going, oh. I wonder what's over here. I wonder what this feels like. I wonder if this feels good. You know, and there are things that we see in our everyday life, particularly with social media, where people might say, oh, I want to do that. I love that. Oh, ah, yeah. I, or, you know, you might feel jealous. You might go, oh, they're going on a holiday. Oh. You know, whatever it is, really feel into the pleasure of that. And I've done other podcast episodes on that. And um, in the My Pleasure membership, we explore this a lot. Uh, so you can check out the membership if you feel called. And with all of these ways to explore and see opportunity for pleasure, you can actually make it your own. And as a society, we, we tend to, um, we're, we're moving away, I feel, from following the crowd and, um, you know, and conforming. And we're moving into making things our own way and owning our quirks and that's part of exploring your own pleasure and being free to have all of those things and giving up you know not having to look do or be a certain way and feeling into the pleasurable way hey it's cat Thank you for listening to this episode. It was my pleasure, as always, to share some magic with you. If you would like some magic and play in your everyday, check out my pleasure play cards. The partner play deck is available now on readingsforclarity.com and receive your copy before Christmas 2018.